Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Max Motors. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the Chiefs' pass rush continues to come up big, narrowing down Super Bowl contenders, and one reason the Orlando Brown Jr. trade was a success. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino at 1030, Jay Binkley at 11, and Nate Taylor at 1. Now a man who needs no introduction... I mean, some kind of introduction would be good. You normally say my name, Nick. But no, they say, I, that's why I said he, you don't need an introduction. By the way, bad news on the video stream. You did not change the title, so it says World Cup Streaming Watch Party. I don't know what that means. Well, that means back on the restream page on the web browser, mm-hmm. Rob Britton, who had set up the live stream for the World Cup Streaming Watch Party yesterday, did not change the title. So Okay, so all I'm hearing is that it's Rob Britton's fault. Yeah, that's probably fair. But it's it's for you to fix it or to ignore it and no, just I, let it say Yeah, I don't know how to do that. No. So what do you want me to do? It doesn't matter. Is this an on-air conversation or an no, off-air conversation? No, I think we can solve this in the off. We can solve this in the next. Uh, so everybody is going to be tuning in thinking they're getting a World Cup watch party. Which may or may not make them tune in at all. We don't know. Yeah, I don't think. Also, like, what World Cup? It's not even like the U.S. game. We're just playing right now, Jed. Uh, Right now is Mexico, Poland. I need to change the channel. As do I. Wait, that's not a good game? No, we know it's a good game. I meant I need to change it so I can watch it because I just have three talking head idiots on. Mexico going to turn them into some Polish sausages? I don't like working with you, Nick. I mean, like, that's (laughs) just honest. Let's just be honest. That was slang for is Mexico going to win? Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Big, big start to the show. Nick is obviously in for Alex today, Jed in for Nick, and I'm just myself. So everything's kind of working normal outside of that normal range. Coming up at 1030, our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, will join the show at 11, Jay Binkley. And then at one o'clock, Nate Taylor of The Athletic will join us as well. So plenty of things to get to today and no more to start than today than the Chiefs defense and specifically the defensive line. In passing yesterday, Nick, just as we were ending the show, I had asked you a very quick trivia question of, do you realize where the Chiefs rank in sacks in the NFL? And because I'm smart, I did. Well, you said it was higher than you thought it would be. Then you guessed seventh, and then I told you it was fourth. But that's pretty close. (laughs) I pretty much knew. I bet you didn't think I'd have that kind of recall so quickly for where exactly you stood on that conversation. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think you would remember because I didn't even remember. So That was the exact number. I think we could probably pull it back and everything. But it's not just like when you say that, you're like, wow, that really stands out. Eighth in pressures in the NFL, fourth in sacks in the NFL. You start to realize very quickly that we might need to be at the conversation point that we stop putting qualifiers on the Chiefs pass rush. And more importantly, in the conversation about the Chiefs pass rush being bad, I thought going into the year they would be because I didn't think they were going to do anything to address it. They then added Carlos Dunlap, and I thought that they could be average is how I thought it could be, and they're better than that. They are better than that. They are fourth in the NFL, as you'd mentioned, with 32 sacks. Now, they're tied with the Bucks and the 49ers and the Jets and the Saints, and they're right there with other teams. But So one game could change it, similar to the five-sack performance on Sunday did change their ranking. But they're, they're not bad. 
They're good. They're a good pass rush team. And I think it gets frustrating for fans because what they want to see on the field is a team that just never-endingly destroys the quarterback under all circumstances. And that's just simply how it doesn't work. Like, that's not how the NFL is. The Chiefs get more pressure on a consistent basis than almost every other team in the NFL. I just told you they rank top 10 in both pressures and sacks, which means there are two-thirds of the NFL that wishes they had your situation. Chris Jones is a huge reason why, who we can talk about individually here in a little bit, but that's obviously a big boost. But they're getting competent play out of Dana and Dunlap and Clark and enough just, and honestly, every blitz spags sins that includes Willie Gay and Sneed and all those other guys that they are a top 10 pass rush unit in the NFL. A sentence I was not prepared to say at any point this year. The Chiefs had 31 sacks in 2021 in 17 games. They have 32 sacks in 10 games this year. They have already surpassed their season total from a year ago. And there are seven games to play. There are two months left in the season. They have as many guys with three or more sacks this year as they did all of last season. It's not just that Chris Jones is playing at an elite level. If I were to ask you before the season to say, okay, Chiefs pass rush is going to make massive improvements in 2022. Tell me all of the circumstances. Tell me everything that needs to happen. Chris Jones playing like an all pro would have been the first thing you said. That's the non-negotiable. Because if he's not producing, then you have no chance. Aside from that, it would have been one of two things. You would have said, well, somebody else has to chip in and have a really productive sack season. Or you need production all over the field. And that is exactly what the Chiefs are getting. I mean, think about, look at all the guys who have multiple sacks this year. Carlos Dunlap with four. LeJarrius Sneed. Legarius Sneed is quietly having a really, really impressive season. He's got three forced fumbles. He's got three and a half sacks. Frank Clark's got three. Willie Gay has two and a half. Colin Saunders has two and a half. Nick Bolton has two. Mike Dana got two just the other night. You're getting production from all over. You don't really have, I mean, if you want to say Carlos Dunlap's that second guy, the Robin to Chris Jones' Batman, you could do that. But really, this is about the depth and I give credit, a lot of credit to Steve Spagnolo for dialing up these exotic blitz packages and just never becoming predictable on where that pressure is coming from. Yeah, notice I didn't say they have a really good defensive line. I wasn't willing to go that far because that's not an accurate sentence. Their defensive line is relying on Chris Jones and Carlos Dunlap, essentially. Dunlap, who's going to head right barreling towards his career average. He's going to finish somewhere between seven and nine sacks, which is what he gets every single year. He's an NFL pro. Chris Jones is going to finish up near his career high in sacks, which is what you said we would have needed in order to accomplish that. But you're right. It's Spags who deserves a fair amount of credit for this. Because if you're going to get the combination of six sacks between Sneed and Gay, then you're going to get eight when you add in Bolton. Okay, now let's add in Chanel, nine. Let's add in Harris, 11. 11 of your, th- you're getting a third of your sacks from not the defensive line? That's a wild number. But that's-, that's, that's what Spags does, right? That's what we, even if you don't like Spags, like that's what he's always been successful at. That's why he has been in the league so long is because he is about as good as anybody at coming up with unpredictable exotic blitz packages that bring pressure from all over the field. I'm surprised, I guess, to this point that they now here's the other part of it. That's sustainable. Can can that last forever? Because normal like if it's a defensive line, Nick, you know, let's uh, you know, look across the league, right? Whoever else you think I mean, I think it's fair to probably say the, the Eagles or the Cowboys are probably the best defensive lines in the NFL, right? Or the best pass rush teams in the NFL because Micah Parsons is on their team and he's very good. And they get more sacks than, you know, just about anyone else in the NFL. But, I mean, if you look at them, it's not like, you know what they get them from? Like most good pass rush teams? From the defensive line. That's where they get them from. Micah Parsons has 10. Dorrance Armstrong, a defensive end, has 7. Demarcus Lawrence, a defensive end, has 6. Dante Fowler, a defensive end, has 5. Like, you got to get to the fifth guy on the list before you get to pass rushers. Like, you only got to get down two, three guys on the list for the Chiefs. 
before you start talking about the guys who have the number of sacks we're talking about. Because that would be my, in a weird way, I feel like it's more sustainable for the Chiefs. Because if you just told me right now they were fourth in the NFL in sacks, but it was because Frank Clark was playing well, would you feel like that was going to hold up forever, Nick? Because I don't, I don't think I would. I don't think that I'd be super confident that that was going to last an eternity. If Frank Clark had six and a half sacks, you would, you would be calling him a fraud right now? Not a fraud, but I mean, it seems... You'd be waiting for it to fall off? Yes. Does that, I mean, is that unreasonable? Because I understand, like, they can always blitz guys. Like, I don't know that that's going away unless you just aren't successful at getting them there or if it's going to burn you in some other situations. Like, I don't know why that's not as sustainable as counting on inconsistent defensive linemen to be consistent, if that makes sense. How good has the defense been specifically in the second half? You know? Oh, pretty much every adjustment. You gave up seven points versus the Chargers in the second half, and it was only because it was a busted coverage on the Keenan Allen bomb. I mean, a lot of the points you're giving up, you go back the week before to the Jags. That was a garbage time touchdown. Same thing with the Niners. They, I think they scored late in that game when the game was already over. Uh, the Titans, I mean, well, the Titans didn't do anything in the second half. They had three points in second half and overtime combined. That was, a, that was I mean, they, they pitched a perfect game. This is what I think we're seeing right now, the best we have ever seen Steve Spagnuolo in his time at Kansas City. I know people get frustrated because they will give up the big plays. That is always going to be a reality of a Steve Spagnuolo-led defense is they're going to try a lot of stuff. And when they miss, they're going to miss big, and they're going to have busted coverages, and they're going to give up big plays downfield. Like Palmer in the last game, you mean? Yeah, or Keenan Allen. Like, but when they are on, they're going to go on a four-game stretch where they look like a top-10 defense in the NFL, which is what I think we're seeing right now. Because that's... Which is weird. I, I Look, I thought the defense would improve, and they are improving. I just never counted on that being in the defensive end. I just assumed on the, the, the sack end. I just assumed for a majority of this, Nick, that what we were largely going to see was a secondary that slowly got better over time and a creative Steve Spagnolo, you know, kind of work through those things. Like, that's kind of what I had anticipated, uh, you know, throughout that time and how they would improve defensively. A lot of this is whether or not, you know, can, like, can Spags keep, I guess, being creative enough to do it? But I don't care. They're a good pass rush team. If you're fourth in the NFL, and as you pointed out, already have as many sacks as you had in 17 games last year, then you are dramatically improved. By the way, as part of that conversation, I would, if you'd have told me right now, going into the season, you'd be like, hey, they're going to have as many sacks they did all of last year in week 10. They'd be fourth in the NFL, and the Chiefs would be seven and three. I would have assumed George Karloftis had four, maybe five sacks, right? I would have thought for that to happen, George Karloftis was going to have to have, you know, a really strong rookie year. Maybe finish with five or six sacks, right? Be be at that number that made it feel like he was an impactful rookie pass rusher. And I understand he leads the rookie pass rushers in pressures right now, but he only has the half sack to his name. So it feels like I would have almost needed that, and yet no. They're just getting more guys from the secondary and more guys from the linebackers than ever. Turns out them being healthy and having them healthy makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah, I mean, other guys are getting home, so I don't really have any complaints about Karloftis, and I do think he's making an impact out there. It's just for whatever reason. I mean, there there have been a handful of moments, and eventually you need to see him improve on this. There have been a handful of moments where he's right there, he just hasn't made the play, and maybe somebody else has, like right where he's in the backfield and then it's Dunlap who brings him down or he's in the backfield and it's Chris Jones who brings him down. I would imagine over the course of the next seven games, we got 10 games under his belt. Over the course of the next seven, we're going to start to see some production. I know he's only had half a sack this year, but I still think he's going to end around three or four. I mean, it would seem logical that he's going to finish with more because it seems like he's getting some pressure, but Mm -hmm. it sure be one of those that I'd like to see in situations. Coming up in 15 minutes, we'll talk to our VinFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, fresh off of his Italian vacation. Talked to him yesterday. He seems very excited. Ooh, he's ready to be back? Yes, he is. We should ask him about if he knows about Wally Pip. Oh, if he's because familiar you with... tweeted about Wally Pip, and he seemed to be confused by that reference. As were you when the first time well, I brought up you Wally just said Pip. Pip. Yeah, but he's a professional baseball player, so he should know. 
I, I'm excused from knowing about Wally Pip. Why are you excused? I'm not That's a That's like a common sports thing, Jack, right? For sure. I'm not a professional baseball player. You've never heard that reference, though? That I you're think I until did. a month ago, he had no, not. No, I think I had, but I didn't know what it meant. It's a little bit like today. You're being pipped. Who am I being pipped by? Jed. Well, then I'm pipping gold. That's fine. Okay. As long as we both have jobs, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Who are you pipping? No one. I just get to do this. And Cody's. I pipped the last midday show. That's how this works. Damn. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, that's just how the job works. Wait a minute. You mean Jay Binkley? No, that, wow, that was Wow, taking two, a shot at two. Binkley now. That was two ago. I bet you won't talk, say that to his face when he's here at 11 o'clock. That was two shows you ago. Won't. You're not man enough. Okay. Binkley will beat the hell out of you, Cody. Wow, Binkley just texted in. Cody is a talentless hack who couldn't carry my jock strap. We'll see how tough he's talking when I get there and pummel his face mm-hmm. with a pillowcase filled with bars of soap. <laughs> you so. know, honestly, this is even better play acting for somebody who is watching the video stream because you're making it look like you're reading that text. I your did. Computer. The text is right here. Okay. I have it right here. Okay. If you say so. Coming up in 15 minutes, though, we'll talk to Vinny Pasquantino. But obviously, Team USA had their first World Cup match yesterday. And I got to be honest, it left me feeling very similar to pretty much every other U.S. men's national team performance, which is underwhelmed. At some point, am I going to feel like the U.S. men's national team aren't just the Jets? The Jets? It's like a laughing stock. Yeah, pretty much. They are in a super big market. They're always, like, young and up and coming. Uh, They're never well coached, and they're just a mess constantly. They never win enough. They never accomplish anything. Occasionally, they'll get a little bit further than you expect and then lose. And it doesn't, like, there's no good logic in it. They should be better than they are, and then people will give them excuses. Like in New York, they'll, they'll find excuses for the Jets for why they're not better, and they'll find excuses for the U.S. men's national team, like, well, the other countries care more about soccer and their best athlete, athletes go there, while just ignoring the fact, that, the fact that some of the best athletes in soccer in the world are like 5'8 and 160 pounds, and the U.S. women's national team is great all the time, just like the best program in the world. So I'm done with excuses. Like, can they just start showing actual progress? That's the game so they're supposed to So that's your request. Like, be good, please. I don't, it's been like 25 years of this conversation. Your argument's a little bit flimsy in the sense when you talk about the women's national team specifically, because so many countries, it's the same, I I don't know, counterintuitive argument that you're making against the men's national team, because the women's national team has put so many resources and been doing it for so much longer than different countries around the world. And it means, I don't like this term, but it means more to me, I don't think there was anything disappointing about what the men's national team did yesterday. The refs were egregious. The penalty that Wales ended up getting in the box where Gareth Bale ended up putting away the PK was definitely a foul. But that was a match. Yes, they probably should have won. But still, I don't know. Seeing the youth, they're one of the youngest teams in the World Cup. They're always. That's that's them always. They're always the but, oldest or the youngest, and the young guys are coming. It's the same. That's what the, you say about the, the problem Jets. Is the, same thing. It's always they're young. Well, you just said they're either young or old. You want youth when you're going up against <laughs> teams of this nature. You have to admit that, like, if you watch the match, Cody, I'm not sure I if did. you did. But you have to admit, like, seeing Pulisic and what they were able to do, there was a lot of really exciting play on the field. I think that you're being a little bit short-sighted. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Jed, and this isn't the first time that Cody's been short-sighted, and it won't be the last time. I was actually watching the game with Cody yesterday, and oh, I was proud. Terrible. I was proud to he be an American. Bet on Wales. Don't listen. To I him. was personally proud to be an American yesterday, just from the effort that the that the boys, U.S. MNT, uh, United States Men's National Team, mm-hmm. Cody. I was proud of the effort that they put forth, and I and I agree. I think the referee, uh, the ref, the officiating was shoddy at best, and uh, I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll bounce back. You think they're beating? So call for their win against England on Friday. No, I'm not going to do that, but I do think <laughs> that the playing style with England, who's going to want to be more aggressive as opposed to seeing the team that they played yesterday, the the style like U.S. is built to go and attack. They're not built to have a team that bunkers against them. So I do think that that will be more of an exciting match than you're probably getting giving 
credit to. And, Cody, we've seen this morning at 4 a.m., I'm sure you were up watching Saudi Arabia take I down. I did actually watch the last little bit of that because my You're kid got up at liar. 5. No, my kid got up at 5, so I put it on. I watched from 5.15 to I can 6. Tell, I, can tell, I can always tell when he's lying. My kid uh, got up at hey, is 5 a.m. The point is, Argentina was one of the favorites, and we'll get more into this. And they during, lost to Saudi Arabia? Right, yeah. which is one of arguably the greatest upsets in World Cup history. But I think that's showing the fickle nature and it being played in off times in Qatar. where yeah. it's Or is it Qatar? Have we decided? I think we decided we don't care, right? You can yeah. do it. I'm just going to keep calling it Qatar. But being played in off months and stuff like that, I know that it's still hot as hell there. But to me, I, I do feel like that there's going to be a lot more in play. And when you see arguably the betting favorite go down against Saudi Arabia, eh. Is it not okay? Like, is it acceptable for me to just be glad that this team is competitive? Because like you said. Because they missed the World Cup the last time. No, no, no. I don't even care about that. It's that. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's tied into it. but Because that's better. That's improvement. It's that I know, as an American, I know this is not one of our more popular sports. You know why? Because nobody's ever talking to me about it. Nobody is that you go to sports Until bars, unless you go to a pub, like a soccer bar, they don't have soccer games on the TV. They have football. They have basketball. They have baseball. They have hockey. So it is what? The fifth biggest sport in America? Is it okay for me to be pleased with the fact that our team is just semi-competitive in a sport that is not even in the four most popular in our country. I think that's fine. I, when I was I mean, watching... I, I would love for them to be better. Right. But the idea that I'm going to expect you to be elite at I this the same way weird. you would at every other major sport in this I know. country. I, I know. it's, But, like, generally speaking, the U.S. Like, let's take Olympics in effect. The, the U.S. is world competitive in every sport, including, as you've mentioned, this one. But it feels like it's been so very long since they won significant games in this. Made you feel like there was a chance. To me, it's a little bit like college football, Nick, where, yeah, it's fine. Like, you can be happy that Kansas is competitive, and that's good. But at some point, I do want to turn the page to not just competitive, but instead valuable and matter and actually feel like you have a chance. Now, occasionally they make the round of 16 or whatever we're talking about and if, you know, they come out of their group and we have these conversations a little bit different. It just feels like it's been a while since we did this. And look, the, the text line's a little bit split on it. Some of it's like, it would be nice. I can't think of the last time they're relevant. And then other people are just saying, why are you always so angry and negative? Yeah, most people are saying that. And to me, Cody, I mean, isn't that all of sport, though? Like, when was the last time the Sacramento Kings were relevant? Yeah. You know, like, never any sport that you want. 2001, you can, I think, honestly. Probably with, with C-Web and Vladi Divac and oh, stuff like that. Pejo Stoyakovich. Hito Turkoglu. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah. Mike Bibby. We don't, Bobby we, Jackson. We don't speak Why Mike Bibby. Scott Pollard. That was an insane team. That was a squad. That was an insane squad. Can we just talk more about that team? Like, if it weren't for the Lakers, if it weren't for Kobe and Shaq, how many titles would the Sacramento Kings have? And if it weren't for Kobe and Shaq, wouldn't that have altered the trajectory of that franchise? I mean, you just said it. They haven't been relevant in two decades. Right. If it weren't for them being in the same conference as one of the greatest duos, and you had KG in Minnesota at the time, they were a force as well. Like, that completely that, that changes decisions, that changes free agent acquisitions and trades and roster construction. That would have completely altered the the journey of that franchise. And who knows, maybe the Sacramento Kings would be good right now. I know that there are maybe people they wouldn't on vacation. be a laughing stock. I don't know that we want to get into. I guarantee Kings you. Okay. Basketball. I guarantee you. This is not even a shot at the world cup, but I guarantee you there are just as many people listening that want to hear more about the early 2000 <laughs> Sacramento Kings as want to hear about the world cup. 913-586-7610. What is your opinion on the early 2000s Sacramento Kings? Okay. We'll see how this goes. We can ask. And uh, you think I'm dropping it when we get back from break? Or at 11 o'clock? No, we've got Vinny coming up. Or at 12 o'clock. I bet you Vinny Pasquantino has a take. Actually, wait. He's only like 25. Yeah, he doesn't remember the 2001. He's never heard of any of these people. He wasn't even born when the 2001 (laughs) Sacramento Kings were in action. That's not true. But he was young. He was young. Mike Bibby is jacked, by the way, now. He, like, trains basketball players now. He looks weird. Steroids, probably. He looks weird. Mm-hmm. Like he's giving them steroids? Or? By the way, we'd kinda, we, we haven't talked about... We haven't talked... Oh, yeah, I forgot Jason Williams. White chocolate. Yeah, white chocolate. 
This is gangster. We haven't talked about doing steroids in a while. Are we just giving up on that? As a show? Yeah. No, I'm still open to it. God, we talked about all doing steroids took, and getting took, jacked. God, if show. you took HGH, can you imagine your facial hair? <laughs> would it be better if, or worse? If you went on a cycle. Would that help? I think it would. One of the one of those things would help you grow. Testosterone boosters, maybe? It's pretty bad, man. I'm really looking it's forward to it. It's looking better. It's not. Well, well, there's been the whole month. There's more Cody. of it. Yeah, this is the whole month. I would just say there's more. Does that make you feel better face? or worse about it? Worse. Way worse. <laughs> oh, my God. This what? has been three days. That's not That's true. That's not true at all. <laughs> no, it's not. But I have had it, my beard trimmed and stuff like that. Just, but seriously, I could grow a beard in like, I don't know, three days. Yeah, you're a very hairy man. Thanks, Nick. No question about it. Some people said they would. Nobody's saying they want to hear more about the Kings. Just more people want to hear about the Chiefs. Well, you can hear more from our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. We'll talk about the Chiefs and everything else around the NFL next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With Vinny. Vinny? Uh-oh. I don't hear him. Why don't you continue hosting the show, and we'll figure this out. Well, who? Who's going to figure it out? Oh, you and Jenna, Jen? Yeah. All right, Vinny, I guess hang on the line. We're not totally sure why we're not hearing from you yet, but apparently we aren't hearing from you yet. And Jed looks like he's workshopping it in order to source it. And we were really excited oh. to talk to Vinny, who is now here. Vinny, how was Italy? So I leave for one week, and then we can't figure out the phone line. <laughs> apparently, <huh? laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe I really am Wally Pip. Psych, call me Lou Gehrig because I'm back. Nobody's Wally Pippin me, Michael Massey. You don't even start. Michael was wow. great. He, was, he had a strong performance in your stead, Vinny. So I want to thank you first stop for uh, getting an adequate replacement. Yeah, no problem, guys. And I knew he would want to come back on. So it, I just wanted to bring on the best. And he really wanted to come back on. So he really gave a good performance. But I'm happy to say that I'm back. He did at least one time was talking about one thing that came up that I think we have to address before we talk about the NFL is he said that you were starting to shop more at Gucci or other high-end clothing stores. Is that accurate, Vinny, or was this just for the Italy trip? Am I currently wearing a Prada jacket? I might be, Um, but that's neither here nor there. Like, I like taste. All right, I'm just a tasteful man who enjoys nice clothes and having a good time. So, I mean, sure, have I found myself in some designer stores that last year I would not have found myself in? Sure, that's fine. That's fair to say. <laughs> Big leagues changed you, Vinny. Big leagues changed you. I actually went and uh, we're, we're, we're live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch now, and so I had to find a headshot of you, and I could have used the, the Royals headshot, your most current one, but instead I found a glorious picture of you in your old Dominion days uh, with a slick back haircut, I don't. I mean, it, it looks like a a copious amount of hair gel and uh, the gold chain, which I feel like that look would have fit in during your vacation in Italy. Yeah, well, the beautiful thing about uh, an off season is most people don't get to see what I look like, and my hair is on its way back, and I have a nice gold chain on right now. 
So I think my headshot next year will be looking a little bit like that one, Beautiful. which will just be great. Do they take that at spring training, or is that like a first day when you get to Kansas City thing? Uh, last year was in spring training. I think that's where it happens. Vinny, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the NFL. We can start with your Jets, whose offensive performance on Sunday left a little bit to be desired. Hey, how, about, how, how about those Chiefs, huh? I mean, they're just unbelievable. They're just unbelievable. I mean, 15 just really knows what he's doing. 15 to 87, huh? I mean, it's just incredible to watch. Uh, what a game. Nobody in Kansas City was worried when the Chargers scored. That's just a beautiful place to be. It's really nice when your offense is just able to push the ball down the field and score some points. Vinny, is it that bad? Is it that bad now that, I mean, we're just weeks removed from talking about this team fast-tracking to the AFC playoffs that now we just have to not speak of those New York Jets anymore? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are just a really good team, (laughs) if we're being completely honest. Uh, They're just... They're the number one seed in the AFC for a reason, and they're just really exciting to watch. I love them. Is Mahomes going to win the MVP no matter what? Do you think the race is over, or are you still willing to see something happen for the rest of the year? So it's kind of funny that you asked me, because at the beginning of the season, I would have told you that people have uh, Patrick Mahomes fatigue, just kind of like LeBron, how he could probably win it every year, but they're never going to give it to him. And then it's just turned into he's just so dominant that you have to give it to him. And it's also funny because what does he have? One MVP, so it's not like he has – a ton of them in his trophy case. Um, but, yeah, I he, he's going to win it. He's going to just go ahead and win it. Well, there's still a little over half or a little less than half the season, seven games left in the schedule, and this is kind of the, the time of the year where teams start to sort of round into postseason form. Right now, how many, how many legitimate Super Bowl contenders do you see in the NFL? So... You have the Chiefs. I think they're at the top of the list. And then I, then when it comes to I – think, I think it's the Chiefs, and then there's a next level. And I think that next level would be, surprisingly, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. I think they're the next level. And I say that about the Dolphins because they have a wide receiver that you guys know very well who, who is on that MVP list as well. And anytime you have a playmaker as a wide receiver being on an MVP list, you've got a pretty special season going on. So I think those would be the next three. And then I think in that next tier, you're looking at the Bills, the Vikings. You know, it's just that next tier. But I think the Chiefs right now are at the top of that list. Does Bills, that mean we Bills tier three? Uh, you never know. Like, is Josh Allen a little banged up right now? They had a yeah. tough week with travel. I want to see them get back on the horse this week before I, you know, really put them in that tier two. If you're talking to me about the Bills early in the season, they're in tier one. But I think they've taken a few steps back. But I think it's just the middle of the season lull that they might be going through. So we'll see. We'll see. They've got a nice game against Detroit coming on Thursday. We'll see what they can do. Sounds like you might be writing off the Vikings a little bit. Was that beat down from the Cowboys enough? Or is this just coming back to the Kirk Cousins stuff? It's just, look, Justin Jefferson could potentially be the best wide receiver in the league. Um, and like I was just saying about Tyreek Hill, anytime you have a playmaker that's that good, you're in a good spot. I just think I want to see the Vikings not have a negative point differential when they're eight and two. I think that's what I would look for there is that they've scored less points than, than other teams that they've played. And that's insane for a team (laughs) that is six games above 500. When you look at, uh, so I want to ask you at least about one more thing before uh, that Michael Massey said, before we've got something else for you about that, but he, he gave us the bombshell report that you had became a Jets fan because of Vinny Testaverde. But I, I didn't. Ha- I didn't have the heart to break it to him that you had already told us that once we came to speak to you in the clubhouse. Did he come digging for dirt yeah. and come up empty? Yeah. So that's the problem when you. Uh, I, let me just. I'll just go ahead and say one of my favorite quotes is, "If you come at the king, you must kill him." And Michael tried. He did not kill me, and that's just how it goes. That's why he's not on the radio this week. So it's just a sad time to be Michael, but uh, I'm sure he'll pick himself up. Well, you know, that's funny that you say that because uh, Michael, seeing as how his Chicago Bears and your New York Jets, even though it seems like you're distancing yourself from that organization today, face off this weekend, Vinny. And Michael actually wanted to challenge you to a friendly waiver, so much so that he has recorded a special message just for you regarding this showdown that I'm going to play for you now. If the Chicago Bears beat the New York Jets on Sunday, Vinny Pasquantino 
not only has to buy a Mitchell Trubisky jersey, he has to wear it on the first day of spring training into the clubhouse. As a side bet, if Zach Wilson completes more than 15 passes, I will buy and wear a Zach Wilson jersey into the clubhouse on day one of spring training. Because Vinny cannot be trusted, I want to note that it has to be a Chicago Bears Mitchell Trubisky jersey, not a Steelers one. All right, so those are the terms of his bet. Do you have a response, and do you accept the wager? So, first off, that's a weird bet. So, if the <laughs> Bears win, I have to do something. But what if the Bears win and Zach Wilson completes a certain amount of passes? Like, do we both lose? So, yeah. I'm really confused Sounds about that. Like but I will say, he does know me very well because I would have bought. Now, so he didn't <laughs> specify in this. I would have bought a North Carolina Mitch Trubisky jersey uh. or a Buffalo Bills uh, jersey. But, yeah, I mean – I guess I accept it's kind of funny that he's going to come after me like that on, on a recorded radio spot because him and I were actually on the phone yesterday discussing potentially going to Kansas City this weekend instead of watching the Jets-Bears game, just going to watch the Rams-Chiefs. So uh, he must have uh, had a change of heart, but I do accept his terms. Yeah, Vinny, I, thought the, I thought the terms were weird too, by the way. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to say anything to Michael about it, though. Yeah, I, I, normally when you make a, a friendly wager, it's even – on kind of what happens in terms of if my team wins or if your team wins, not if my team wins or if your quarterback completes a certain amount of passes, but it doesn't matter if your team wins. It's just, that's just, that's just Michael. Uh, I mean, to be honest, that's just Michael. What are the percentage chances you guys are going to end up at the in, in town this weekend to watch the game? Uh, probably slim simply because it's a holiday weekend, but I was kind of looking at the schedule and, uh, you know who uh, the Chiefs play on January 1st, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know. God, I have no do, idea. Am I supposed to know no. that offhand? It's, it's, it's the Broncos, uh, right? It's the Denver Broncos. Oh, we don't uh, like them. We don't like them, Vinny. Yeah, we, we don't like them at all. So I was thinking about maybe making a trip out there for them. I'm still working through some things, you know, making sure my schedule's clear. Um, but, yeah, so we've got a few options in mind. If anybody out there has any opinions, let me know. Okay. Hit up Vinny Pasquantino with suggestions, and if we find out you're going to be in town, we will make sure to treat you properly for your first ever Chiefs game in Arrowhead. Okay, perfect. That's all I asked for, you know. And I and I appreciate I appreciate that from you guys. That makes me feel that makes me feel nice. <laughs> Vinny, appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you next week. Yeah, thank you guys. See you then. That Vin- is Vinny Pasquantino. How about that? I did actually when Michael sent me that. Uh, that audio last night, I was a little confused by the terms of his bet as well. Um, seeing as how I thought it was just going to be like, if the bears win, you do this. If the jets win, I do this sort of thing. But instead it was just, if this team loses, you have to do this. There is no repercussions if the other team loses. And also if this quarterback does this, then I have to do this. But if he doesn't, then no punishment for that. So there is actually a scenario in that bet where nobody has to do any punishment. Correct. That, which seems odd, but at the same time, I do very much enjoy it. By the way, another off-air conversation. I can't make this phone work because it just keeps doing, it keeps Okay, I, I don't care nonsense. about that, right? You know, I don't care about that right now. I right? can't make the phone work, Nick. And I don't want to seem like a fool. Vinny's great, first off. And he is very excited. We had texted, he is very excited about to go to, go to his first game at Arrowhead, which means we kind of have to plan. I think we need to start planning now. What does a Vinny experience at Arrowhead look like for his first ever trip? I mean, we got to hit multiple tailgates, right? Not just one. Oh, we have to show him around? I think so. I think that that would so be I have the... to cancel. I have to, I have to wait. And if he happens to go to the game this weekend, I have to drop all my weekend plans. Correct. Okay. I will also drop my weekend plans. So you will just abandon your family to go take care of Vinny Pasquantino, a grown man who has lots of money and lives, has already lived in this city before. That's accurate. Okay. He has lived in the city, but he's never been to a Chiefs game, Nick. He can't go to the early season ones. He also has a job, a job that keeps him busy. Remember, don't you remember the first couple of weeks of him as the NFL insider? There's only so much he could watch. You had yeah. mentioned, um, you'd asked Vinny, the teams who can win the Super Bowl. I think that it's only four because the only two teams I'm willing to entertain right now in the AFC are the Chiefs and the Bills. I will not entertain a single other team to win the Super Bowl as it sits right now. Win a playoff game, fine. Miami might win a playoff game. And I understand that they're still currently ahead of technically Buffalo in the standings, but those are the only two AFC teams I will entertain. 
The only two NFC teams I will entertain are the Eagles and the Cowboys. I know I'm supposed to say the 49ers, but boy, would that be rich coming for me considering all the Jimmy G slander I've thrown around for years. So you actually, you secretly, so what you're saying is you do believe in the 49ers, but so that you can Mm, remain consistent with your previous takes, you're not going to actually say what you believe. They looked good last night and they've won three games in a row, but I don't believe in them enough to move on. They're well coached. They got a lot of talent. But I still feel like Jimmy G is the key cog of the I don't want to believe in you decision. Yeah, so I think there are five teams. I think there are five teams. I think it's the four that you mentioned. Uh, Chiefs, Bills, and Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. I w- I, I, part of me wants to throw the Dolphins in. It's just tough for me to imagine them getting through the Chiefs and or the Bills to get to the Super Bowl. But I, okay, so then I guess that if there's only two teams that I'm putting in from the AFC, the Chiefs or the Bills, well, I don't... <laughs> I don't think the Cowboys, the <laughs> Niners, or the Eagles could beat either of those teams in the Super Bowl. See, actually, you know what? It's two teams. It's so two teams. I went it's to four the and you two? Yeah, I started with five, actually. I started with more than you, yeah. and now I end up with half as many teams as you because I don't think any of the teams from the NFC could beat the Chiefs or the Bills in the Super Bowl. So why? it's two teams. Because what do you mean, why? <laughs> do you actually, actually want to know why? Do you actually want me to elaborate as to why? Because to me, the Cowboys in particular would be a hard one to kick off of this list because... Their pass rush is so good. I have a hard time thinking they won't okay. be in a game. Okay, I'll, I'll And Dak elaborate. Prescott is a good enough quarterback. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's, he's oh, a good. Oh, wow. He so there's a, your line. Well, no, no, no. He is a good enough quarterback in the general sense. He is not a good enough quarterback to win a game against the Bills or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He's not. That's why. Because Josh Allen, even though I don't think Josh Allen is on the same level as Patrick Mahomes, he is a step above Everybody else, like for the longest time, Chiefs fans sort of got their feelings hurt when you would mention Josh Allen in the same tier as Mahomes. You know what? Based off what we've seen the last month, I'm okay with that. Mahomes is on his own level by himself at the top of the NFL quarterback pecking order. But if that is the case, Josh Allen's all alone on his own little tier at right behind Mahomes. And then it's everybody else. And we certainly I'm not putting Jalen Hurts or Jimmy Garoppolo in that mix. Dak Prescott's maybe in that next tier with guys like Tua or Brady. I don't know who else you want to throw into that mix this year. But Dak Prescott is not like his his best games are really good and he's in he's in total command of that offense, but he is not as consistently dominant as either one of those guys. And seeing the way that the NFL has shaken out the last couple of years, I'm just not going to bet against Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. One of those two teams is winning the Super Bowl. To me, it's just a matter of if they get there, then all I'm asking for Dak to be is better in one game. And Dak can be better than the other quarterbacks in the no. NFC. Yeah, he can't, like, be better. he can't be better than Mahomes. Or, or In one game? No. no. In a single standalone? No. He can't did be you watch how that game to... ended on Sunday night? Yeah, I did. But Pat, Dak Prescott doesn't do that. Dak Prescott does not do that. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes can do that. What's it going to take for you, for either of us, I guess, to include Miami in this conversation? Them beating the Bills again? No, it's They've not. They've already a, beaten no, them once. No, but beating them again in a few weeks in just, Buffalo for December 16th be enough? What are, 18th, sorry. What are they right now? 7-3. Uh, and three, Same record three. as the Bills. If they finish the season at 13-4 and four, or 14-3, and three, I'll, probably start take, I'll probably take them seriously to that level. But we do this all the time. You know we do. It's somebody else's turn. Whoever the new blood is in the I AFC. I want to see Tua do it in a big game. Yeah, yeah, if we're like, nope, wait until you do it in the playoffs. And, like, Joe Burrow did it last year. Going into the playoffs, they were red hot the last, I think, five weeks of the regular season. But they were a middling team that wasn't even a surefire bet to make the playoffs, let alone win their division at this point last year. But then Joe Burrow turned into a star. And even then we said, okay, do it in the playoffs. And guess what? Did it in the playoffs. So then we said, all right, well, now we'll start taking you seriously. But we do it every year, and that's fine. If that's the criteria, then let's remain consistent with it. So Tua, we could take serious next year if he gets to an AFC title game or wins some games or makes it tough or yeah. gets past the Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl, then we will include them in this conversation next year is essentially Yeah, I mean, saying. at some point, yeah, the postseason success does have to have its validation. And Patrick Mahomes has it. Allen has it. Joe Burrow has it. I don't know if I'm ready to put the Bengals in that category because they went out, spent a lot of resources on the offensive line, don't have a ton to show for it. They're still one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL despite everything they did in the offseason. Let's get to a little Knicks notable notes. 
I didn't prepare anything, Nick. I could... Wow. wow. Confusion. Play the, play the no, breaking that news was, that was a joke. Oh, I have Classic Jed Talks, man. Classic, Classic Jed Talks. He got us both. I'm Nick about... was ready to Google. He's like, oh, I, I got to say something. <laughs> I just Googled sports topics. <laughs> We're just going to go to break and play a nine-minute break. Yeah, that'll be great. So we had talked about it a little bit earlier. One of the biggest World Cup upsets happened today. How much are you guys actually enjoying the World Cup? Mexico and Poland, for all those interested, are at halftime. Nil-nil right now. Are you guys actually intrigued? Is it completely dependent upon the U.S. being in there? No, I'll watch watch very little soccer, just generally speaking. Very little Premier League, very little MLS. But during the World Cup, Jed, I'll watch a pretty good amount. Like I mentioned this morning, because my kid woke up, I put on the game for a little bit. Or yesterday, we had multiple games on during this. Like, I, you know, I'll watch, not all, but I'll watch enough of the big matches, especially once we get down to, like, the final 16. I'll watch a good majority of them down to that range. Yeah, I will watch games involving names that I know, like big stars. And then the U.S. So if it's Neymar or Yeah, and then once we get to, like, Messi. The, So it the, sounds like you're watching two teams then. Yeah, well, there's other players. Very, he actually successfully named about eight soccer players yesterday. Yeah, just classic off-air content. Um, I will also watch, like, the quarterfinals on. Aside from that, though, they're really the only thing I'm watch, interested in watching right now is highlights from the 2001-2002 Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I, I team won get 61 games that year. We're just going to forget about that. C-Webb was one of my favorite players, so I can get down with that. All right, let's move to the world of college football. A couple of things to get to. Michigan-Ohio State is the biggest game of the weekend. What game are you guys most excited for? That's it for me. I know that Kansas-Kansas State is probably a big one for you, Nick. Yeah, so that's a big one. Ohio State and Michigan's a big one as well. Even though, like, Michigan maybe needs to win to get in, Ohio State could lose that one and not get in. It's tough because two weeks ago I felt pretty good. If you would have told me that Jalen Daniels was coming back last week, I would have I would have been feeling really good about their chances of going to Manhattan and competing, but that was ugly. It depends on which Kansas Texas. State team you get right and, and t- kansas state is the most all-or-nothing team in college football this year because when they're playing great they'll beat kansas 50 to 10 this week when they're playing, they're playing great, average it'll be like 28 28 when they're playing great they look like a top 10 team in the country yes there are also times where they look like a top 70 team in the country watching Bajan robinson run all over kansas last year has me a little frightened for what deuce fawn could do to them because you're talking about both of those guys being two of the most productive running backs in Big 12 history. So I'm a little nervous about that game. I won't be going. Are you going to the game? No. I do want to see USC Notre Dame because they got a lot of history and Caleb Williams is playing great and they're trying to play their way into the college football playoffs. So that one's somewhere on the list this week. By the way, I just want to say, even though this is Jed Talks, brought up college football, uh, my current Heisman rankings. Do you have, have a Heisman vote? I do, Jed. When Thank did you that for happen? asking. When did it happen? Because yeah. um, this is the first I'm hearing about, about it. About six years ago. Yeah, oh, wow. it's been a while. It's been a while. It doesn't get brought up, honestly, en- enough. <laughs> enough, probably. It doesn't get brought up enough, but I appreciate you giving me this platform to talk about it. Heading into the final week of the regular season, uh, Caleb Williams of USC is number one on my Heisman watch list. That's right. No C.J. Stroud at one. No Blake Corum. Now, at this point, if C- if Caleb Williams like has another good statistical finish to the season i think it's tough for him to get past unless cj stroud throws for like five touchdowns and they need it to beat michigan what about the health of blake corum he had 150 all-purpose yards going into before his injury i know that that's a big question mark obviously i'm the michigan guy so that's what concerns me i didn't know you were a michigan guy oh yeah big michigan fan dude i'll be honest i just don't see it with Blake Corum like at no point this year he's always been like third or fourth on the list to me it just hasn't I haven't seen the Heisman moment I think it makes sense because they're good and he's their best player but he just hasn't really had a typical Heisman season for an 11-0 team to be the best player I think speaks volumes anyways we'll move forward and give me and Nick's pissing match a little bit of a break Navy announced that they're going to be wearing NASA-themed uniforms in the rivalry game against Army. Are you guys excited for that? 
That feels like way too many government entities altogether. In what? Like, what do you mean? What do you well, have to- like? What does the Navy have to do with NASA? Do they help NASA? Sure. Yeah, dude. Like, go retrieve the shuttles when they're in the and water? What do you have or, against, like, or does NASA do that? And what do you have against government? No, I was just saying, Why like, do you hate the armed forces? I don't know. I'm interested in any... Like, college football does a better job than just about any other sport at, like, alternate uniforms that are completely different than their normal things. So I am intrigued. I just felt like that was... That felt like... Uh, felt like a, a long sentence of NASA-themed Navy uniforms against I mean, I'm Army. only in if they look like just their actual astronauts. Yeah, I was going to say they're actually wearing just spacesuits and stuff like yeah. that. Like it they paint safer. their faces on the side like they're yeah, in the if helmets. If they legit yeah, look cool. like it was a, like a an space astronaut spacesuit, I would be all in. Have we seen them yet? I'm sure that there are images out there. I have not. I'll find one during the break. Last one. Kyrie Irving is back with the Brooklyn Nets. When is this man going to go away? Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully immediately, actually. Right now. Probably never. Um, he's probably the most annoying athlete ever. Oh. Uh, yeah, because Dwight Howard used to be in my number one, and now it's Kyrie Irving. I just don't like fake intellectuals. I don't like guys who like think they're very smart, but then... They constantly expose themselves for being very dumb. They do not, by the way, look like astronauts. They just have, like, Damn astronauts it. on the helmet. And Weak. they generally kind of apply the color scheme beyond that. The helmet is still kind of cool. You going to buy one for your kid? <laughs> buy, them a, buy them a Navy football astronaut helmet? You could. Which kid, though? They could share it. Hmm. Which one do you love more? Yeah, if you had to pick one. I'm not, I love them equally. But if That's you, not come true. On, come on, you had to pick one. No, <laughs> I don't have to pick. Well, it's like, who would you rather have, me or Nick, hanging out? Yeah, well, yeah, if you had like a motorcycle and there was only room for one kid on the sidecar, who gets the seat? I'm not choosing between my children. Why? Okay. Coward. Yeah. This feels like I'm getting, like, and you're asking me to choose a favorite between the two of you, you're acting the same way. Well, I choose Nick over you if you're going to be a baby. <laughs> Thank you. I choose you as well, Jed. Well, I guess I'm the last pick. I brought cookies for you two. And I ate them. And we'll see how I'm feeling in a couple hours. You ate some <laughs> Those were not the fine. cookies that I brought. It's fine. You got cookies too? At my house. You can come by at 201. We'll eat some cookies. There we go. Slightly different uh, vibe with his cookies, to be Hol- clear. Holiday weekend, baby. <laughs> Since it's a work tomorrow. Well. You realize that, right? I thought we were mailing it in. We come back. We'll get back to the Chiefs, including how impressive it is that they've already won the division by Thanksgiving with our guy Jay Binkley up next here on Cody and Gold. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 